Race matters. 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 going Darren I'm doing well doing well welcome back to another round of race matters for this week we've got a really exciting week coming up but before we get into it all I want to acknowledge and pay my respects to the sacred lands that we are meeting on today and where FBI radio now sits and that is the lands of the Gadigal people the Gadigal people have been a part of this land and landscape for 80,000 years prior and I'd like to acknowledge their elders both past present and any emerging elders that are listening in with us today. This land has been a meeting place for us, for the Gadigal people for well over 65,000 years and will continue to be a meeting place long after we have gone. And I also just want to acknowledge this place of Redfern as the birthplace of black theatre in this country and as a place of resistance, resilience and refuge. You are listening to Race Matters right now on FBI Radio 94.5. My name is Darren Lasagas. My name is Sarah Khan. And uh, coming up on the show, we are chatting with actor, singer, dancer, all-round creative, amazing person, Haitian-Australian Nancy Dennis. Uh, Last year, she performed in an incredible play called The Rolling Stone, uh, which explored uh, uh, sexual identities, sexuality in Uganda. We'll talk more about that real soon. But first, uh, I want to point out that this Wednesday marks 11 years since Kevin Rudd's uh, apology to the Stolen Generations in 2008. Sarah, where were you when the apology uh, was aired? I was in year 10. Um, I was going to a predominantly um, white school. There was uh, not a lot of um, ethnicities at that school. I was the most um, black ethnic kid there and that. So um, they didn't air the... It was really strange for me at that time because... They they, didn't air it. They didn't show the apology at school. So um, all my friends from my area went to the local public school and I went to this other school and... They were all um, saying, you know, like, oh, we all watched the apology. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they'll show me the apology at school today because they got told that they were going to watch it. And then I rocked up to school and it was like, I was really proud that day. I was like, cool, this is going to be a really proud thing to watch and that. And then it ends up being one of the worst days at school for me that year because all of those kids that went to school were really racist as well. So they all were like kind of hassling me and chastising me all day saying like, oh, sorry, Sarah, sorry, oh, Sarah. Um, yeah, and then, like, yeah, and then I asked school, like, are we playing the apology? And they told me no. And it was just, like, a really, really crappy day. <laughs> I can't even yeah. begin to imagine what that must have felt like. Oh, yeah, my God. it was a really, it was a really, um, hard day. So yeah. I guess, like, for some, yeah, I think it's a, um, kind of a testament as well to how, um, the younger generation of kids that aren't constantly exposed, you know, to um, a multitude of different ethnicities and cultures and backgrounds, how they respond to it once they're confronted with it. And that was me and that was their response to it. Mm. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a crappy time for me, but, you know, made me stronger. Yeah, for sure. Here on Race Matters today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And in some ways we have come a long way since uh, the apology and in many ways we haven't. Uh, I guess it did mark a significant point in the movement towards reconciliation. But Stolen Generation is an idea and a phenomenon that occurs in many different ways, not 
only did it exist in the past, it exists now yeah. in, in many other ways. Yeah, it's just taken on um, a different form, you know, um, which was kind of similar to what it was back then, you know, the forced um, removal of um, First Nations children from their homes. It was this, it's the sim- it's just, you know, blanket policies that are um, described in a certain way that people don't really see what's really happening beneath the surface and that's what's happening again today. But the stolen generations, because um, to talk of like if when the apology happened for a lot of the older generation, the apology for them was really quite a monumental moment because for such a long time, no one was acknowledging what that policy was and how that genocidal policy that was put in place was a policy that was enacted to dismantle First Peoples and their lives for generations to come afterwards. And it was denied for so long that that was what it was about. And John Howard was a big part of that. So when Kevin Rudd apologised, I think for a lot of that older generation, it was a massive, um, you know, step for them because it was like finally something that they had gone through and had been denied of their feelings as a result of what they had gone through was finally being acknowledged and it was like the government was admitting to what they had done. Mm -hmm. Um, But so in a way, the apology was really um, profound for that generation. But in terms of what's to come now, you'd find a lot of community would say that nothing has really amounted Mm -hmm. from from the apology. And that's why, yeah, we'll get into that later. But totally, yeah, that's why there's still a lot of work to get done. Uh, You're listening to Race Matters on FBI Radio 94.5. We'll be back with a very special guest, Nancy Dennis, right after this. This is Moss Def with Mathematics on FBI 94.5. Language warning. (laughs) You know the deal. Beats by Supremo for all of my people, Negroes and Latinos, and even the Gringos. Yo, check it, one for Charlie Hustle, two for Steady Rock, three for the four coming live, future shot. It's five dimensions, six senses, seven from a mess of heaven to hell, eight million stories to tell, nine planets faithfully keep an orbit with the probable ten. The universe expands length, the body of my tax possess extra strength, power lift the powerless up out of this towering inferno. My ink so hot it burned through the journal, I'm black at midnight on Broadway and Myrtle. Hip hop past all your tall social hurdles like the nationwide pride. This prison industry complex Working class poor Better keep your alarm set Streets too loud To ever hear freedom ring Say you're back in with your sleep It's dangerous to dream But your chain cats Get they your back You dead now Killing fields Need blood to graze The cash cow Some numbers game But shit don't add up somehow Like I got 16 to 32 bars To rock it But only 15% of profits Ever seen my pockets Like 69 billion In the last 20 years Spent on national defense But folks still live in fear Like nearly half of America's Largest cities Is one quarter Black. That's why they gave Ricky Ross all the crap 16 ounces to a pound, 20 more to a key A five minute sentence here and then you're no longer free 40% of Americans own a cell phone So they can hear everything that you say when you ain't home I guess Michael Jackson was right, you were not alone Rock your hard half black as you in the pterodome Full of hard niggas, large niggas, dice tumblers Young teens in prison greens facing life numbers Crack mothers, crack babies, and AIDS patients Young bloods can't spell but they can rock you a PlayStation It's new mavers with my mother Fuckers ass, you wanna know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add it's mathematics. <laughs> Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I revolve around science. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Mighty most definitely. <laughs> 
It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Two sides to every story, three strikes, and you bitten for life. Mandatory. Four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth when the millennium is here. Yo, it's six million ways to die from the seven deadly thrills. Eight-year-olds getting found with nine mils. It's 10 p.m. where your C's at. What's the deal? They on the hill pumping krills to keep their bellies filled. Lighting the ass with heavy steel. Sights on the pretty shit in life. Young soldiers trying to earn their next strike. When the average minimum wage is 5.15, you best believe you gotta find a new grind to get cream. The white Unemployment rate is nearly more than triple for black. So frontliners got their gun in your back. Bubble and crack. Jewel theft and robbery to combat poverty and end up in the global jail economy. Stiffer stipulations attached to each sentence. Budget cutbacks but increased police presence. And even if you get out of prison, still living, join the other five million under state supervision. This is business. No faces, just lines and statistics from your phone, your zip code, the SSI. This is Moss Def with mathematics on FBI Radio 94.5. You're listening to Race Matters. Right now with Sarah Khan, Sarah Khan. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about oh, screwing so up pronunciation. Sarah Good Khan. save, I love that Darren save. So we're also joined in the studio by Haitian Australian actor, singer, dancer Nancy Dennis. You may have caught her performing in a play called The Rolling Stone last year. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us. You know what? It's happy to uh, be here. Let's talk some race and matters and things like race matters. You know, in many you know, different ways. Can I just say about that one thing, race matters, right? Because I'm going through this thing at the moment internally with myself as I become more self-aware of myself. Race is a full-on white-ass, bitch-ass, came-on-a-boat concept. Fuck. Mm. How annoying is that? Yeah. How annoying is it that you are born into this political body, not by choice, it's because of society that you're in, and they're like, by the way, bitch, you black. And you're like, mm, I kind of knew that, but why is that a thing? Like, what are you doing? And it's like, no, I'm just letting you know because I'm oppressing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh, thanks, mate. Thanks so much. Yeah. It know? is. It's actually, it's a, that's a, wow, we're just going to go. Let's go straight into it. Yeah. So okay. it is a massive construct. And I feel, I didn't realize this until I was like around 22, 23. And Learning. my brother, my brother come back and he'd read a book and he was like, you do realize, I don't know what he was talking about, but he just came out and he was like, Can't you do realize that, you know, when we have to go and introduce ourselves, we have to introduce our race. Everyone asks us for our race first. Do you do that with white people? I, was I like, have started to, yes. I was like, no, I don't. But yeah, you start to. I start yeah. to. When they ask me that, I go, and you? And where are you from? And they go, oh, I'm just Australian. They go, mm, no, you're not. Nah, you're Viking probably. <laughs> 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 don't don't just sum it up to that. Don't sum it up to like Australia because you know what else? The word Australia just means south from Britain. What? Um, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck. say this all the time when mm. someone's like Australia. I'm like, well, Australia's not really legal, so yes. Yeah, are you not legal? Come on, find it. Like, be more specific, mate. You say the same thing to me when you ask where I'm from, and mm. if I say Australia, you go, but where are you really from? Well, here's yeah. this, right? This is something I only le- like realized last year because this white woman just decided to talk to me, and I was just like, I don't know what it is on my face that 
makes you feel like you can just... What, she was just in public? <laughs> no, no, we were at, like, a Jamaican house, right? And, like, it was, like, something was on and, like, you know, like, whatever. She was there and she just... I guess I looked like the friendliest nigger in the room or some shit. <laughs> and she sat next to me and she was telling me, like, oh, you know, race stuff and, like, oh, my friend... You know, I, I convinced my white friend not to be so afraid of black people because <gasps> blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, my God, that's so interesting because you know what, doll? And she's like, what? And I'm like, it's so funny because, like, I used to feel out of place in this country until I realised it's a black country with white people on it. Mm -mm. Like, I'm actually the demographic. And also, in terms of being afraid of black people, man, you made us slaves. Like, I'm actually terrified of you. Like, it's just interesting that you're afraid of us when it's like, um, just by you crying and if there's coppers nearby, they're probably going to arrest me because you're crying. Mm, That's right. And also how she came at you then to, like, try to prove to her prove to you the only other person of colour in the room to be like mm. I'm one of the good white people because this ally. is what I've taught my friend so please give me yeah. my good ally medal. If ever I've heard a, an <laughs> exercise in white fragility that's it. That's one of it. One of its many guises. I'm going to tell you how good I am but you're going to have to validate how good I am as a Ooh. white person. Uh-huh. I love it. I yeah, love it. 100%. Yeah. yeah I dropped all of those white friends in my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I you cannot. have to. Self care sister girl. Yeah yeah. Um, Because that's one thing that I think I've gotten into for this year is to you know we're kind of they're seeing in this kind of landscape of dialogue around race and pr- white privilege and white fragility is you know white giving white people a pat on the back for treating black people how we should be treated well not just treating black people just for being a decent just human for being a human being, being. here's yeah, a exactly. motherfucking clap good on you <laughs> empathy go fuck yourself <laughs> But, like, with love, obviously, like, with yeah. love, like, humanity, olden things. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Mm. So, going into 2019, yeah. not, you know, not congratulating every white person for just, you know, treating me like a human being. Mm. Not congratulating any Anyone, of them. Yeah. any of them, yeah. Do what, um, what's her name, you know, Kak, what's her name, Kak, I'm just calling her Kak, Kelly yeah. Ann Kennelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, what, yeah. and Yumi, and Yumi just was like, Yumi okay. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm sorry, she was like, I'm offended. Yumi, I'm offended. She was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you want me to do? You go in there and give you a hug? Do you want a fucking tissue? Do you need a tea and some cookies? Bitch, like, get away from me, cookie. Get away. Anyway. Yeah, you know, we were kind of talking about this off air, but this is a conversation I wanted to bring to where the idea that as people of colour, we learn how to, oh, we develop this kind of sixth sense of communicating to people uh, who may not be people of colour what it means to be a person of colour in their language. Mm. We learn, like, another language Mm. of what it means. Means, uh, like to be black, to be brown, to it's be Asian. Assimilation. Yeah. We've been assimilated. And because we're assimilated, but we're still exactly what we are, we're like people of color, we're black, we're Latino, whatever. We're, you know, we're, we're the original people of this country. Mm. But the system in place is Western. It's a white supremacy, it's patriarchy. And, it, and, and since we got to school and since we were looking, it taught us how to talk to white people, how to be kind to white people, even though they fucked us all up, including themselves. Mm. We learned so well. Like, I like have this joke in one of my comedy sets where it's like, oh my God, I went out this one night with all of my friends. Right? <laughs> I went out with all of my friends. And we're out on the dance floor having a good time. And it was just like me and my Latina friends. And we're just dancing around and blah, blah, blah. And then these two white dudes, this is like a real story, but they came in and they're like, 
like, hey, how are you? Welcome. Hey, how are you? Welcome. And I was just waiting for them to come to me because I, I watched all of my ethnic friends turn into like the, um, like the usher of the place. Like all of a sudden, you know where the exit is, you know where the bathroom is, you know where the bar is, you know how much everything is because you're just like, like placating them to be like exit them. You're trying to mm. exit them mm. as nice as you can. And I just watched all of my friends go from really being comfortable to everyone just put on that weird smiley nod thing that everyone you know who's ethnic does when a white person approaches your oh, group. Yeah. You just God. start smiling. You're like, hi, yeah. hi. But I was waiting and ready yeah. for all of his questions. So when he came to me, I was like, he was like, where are you from? I was like, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, welcome. I'm like, I'm sorry, do you have the authority to welcome any of us right now? What are you saying? Yeah. And I was like, you look at you in your general pants fucking outfit. Get away <laughs> from me. <laughs> Oh my god. The joke goes better than that in my set, but whatever. (laughs) That's Nancy Dennis, by the way. You're listening to Race Matters on FBI 94.5. You've chosen a couple tracks uh, to bring in uh, today. We played played one earlier, Mathematics by Mostef. You got another Mostef track. Why have you chosen Yumi Says? Okay, because... um, So, I grew up listening to all these great artists and musicians who are all black and beautiful, but I just like, I just listen. I didn't know their names. I didn't really pay much attention to their words. And as an adult, I'm like hearing them again for the, like, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time with new eyes and new ears. And Umi says actually was, I heard it again when I was watching Black Lightning Netflix. Oh my God. (laughs) And it was just like at the end of the thing. And I was just like, and like all I could hear, like the edit that they put was, um, um, Black people unite. It's time to get it right. Black people unite. Come on, let's get it right. Black mm. people unite. And I was like, yes. And he was like, Mom, I want my people to be free. We'll be free to be free. Want black people to be free. And I'm like, that's totally where I'm at right now. Like I'm like in my feels about how angry I am, but how angry I can't be. But like, I'm just like, I just want us mm. to be free. And I'm like super over explaining that. Like I am a human being. And if you are not aware that at the bottom of the fucking food chain are black and brown, indigenous, queer, trans people. Mm. And if you fix our rights, everyone's rights gets fixed. Yeah. Glenn, fuck yeah, I'm over explaining it. And then this song came on and it made me feel good. And I was like, <laughs> this is the song. <laughs> I this is, that is, is my the fa- song. That's my favorite introduction that's to my any song interest. we've ever had on here. Oh. Let's yeah. hear the song. <laughs> hey, tomorrow may never come. For you or me, life is not promised. Tomorrow may never show up. For you and me, this life is not promised. I ain't no perfect man, I'm trying to do. Shine your light for the world to see My eye be said, shine your light 
Shout out song the text line 0409-945-945. Ryan, you say yes, love this song. Someone uh, didn't leave your name, but you say this bitch is funny as hell. Thanks, babe. <laughs> We're just here to plug Nancy Dennis all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I'm coming out with a podcast. Listen to it when yeah, it comes out. Yeah, tell us about the podcast. Okay, the podcast is called The Nancy Dennis Show Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, oh, really? That's what you came up with? Really original. I'm like, well, actually it is. Um, and yeah, also, yeah. because then I can just talk about whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Isn't it? And I th- like, obviously it'll be a little bit political, but also there might be times where it's real random as hell because I'm just feeling it. So like, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Which is like, I think is really important as well when we get all our content out there because people want to like hear content from black people but then like they think they expect from us to always be talking about you know educating and trauma mm. and oppression because yeah okay that's a part of our history mm. but also we're hell we're funny as hell funny as he- we gotta be funny you know? this shit's we oppressive gotta be, yeah we're mm. funny as hell we're really clever mm. and stuff that happens to us happens to you too like we've yeah. got we've got, we can sit here and create memes all day long too yeah, <laughs> but thank god there are other people doing it so we can just like share that shit and repost it Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. thank you black twitter yeah <laughs> uh sarah we've got a there's a rally happening on wednesday isn't there yeah there's a really important rally happening on wednesday because wednesday is going to be the anniversary of the kevin rudd apology to the stolen generations oh yeah um, thanks rudd yep <laughs> So the rally's going the rally is the stopped forced adoptions rally on the anniversary of the apology. It's happening on this Wednesday from twelve to two PM at Hyde Park North at the Archibald Fountain there and it's hosted by UTS, Jambana Research Unit and the Kinchilla Boys Home Aboriginal Corporation. You can find the link, we'll repost the link on our site if you want to learn more about it and please come in attendance. Please. The more the numbers the more strength that there is. I can't Protesting stress it enough. actually does work, guys. It's how we got this far. Yeah, if you showed up to Invasion Day rally you can sh- and you're not 
First Nations, you're not black, you're not Indigenous, then you can show up to... This is what I talk about all the time, don't pick and choose. Yeah, show up to them all, mate. Read show them all. Like, all. Show them, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nancy Dennis, apart from uh, your podcast coming up, what else can we look forward to from you in the near future? Well, in the near future, I'll be touring with Candy Bowers, um, Australian Booty. Somewhere and everywhere. I don't know. I'm driving. And um, <laughs> um, I'll be doing that. And then later on in the year, we're doing um, One the Bear at the Opera House in August. And then what other things? Like, oh, no. Oh, there'll be music as well with my brothers. And we're in a band called Hire, H-I-A, which stands for Haitians in Australia. Mm, Again, amazing. on the nose, but also Hire. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the podcast I'm releasing in um, March, by the way. And I'm first releasing it on, um, what do you call it? Patreon? Patreon? Yep. Patreon, whatever the... F- mm-hmm. However you pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that first and then release it everywhere else. Because you know what? Pay me for my time. Reparations oh, are over. Oh, 100%. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, with your hand, gently and consensually, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> is what I always um, mean. I just want to yeah. ask... Uh, there's one question I really want to ask you. Just because you are, you are a phenomenal storyteller. And Thanks, mate. I wanted to know, Go. as a storyteller, what are some of your most exciting moments on stage, on screen, or in your own personal life when you feel like you're already storytelling? What have been some of your most exciting moments, whether it be a dialogue, a shared moment, a post-scene? I'll say I'll go, these are my proudest moments, okay? Mm-hmm. i got proud moments that I am like feel a bit proud about yep. because like I was like... You know, good on you. You didn't do it for the money. You didn't do it for that. You did it because, like, you were like, I'm just going to lend my skills. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um, Borkham Hills African Ladies Troop. Like, however long. That was like a two-year tour, like, on and off for two years. I'm proud of it mostly because of the women I met. I'm not super proud of how it all turned out, and I'm not super proud of, like, the inner workings of it, like, the bullshit of it that happened. And when I say bullshit, I'm just like, ugh. There were some deep, dark, interesting things that happened there. But it was all good. Lessons learned. Proud of the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm also proud of Wonder Bear. I'm proud of working with Candy Bowers in pretty much anything she does because she's a trailblazing, blazing queen. Love it. And then, like, you know, and I like working, I like doing anything that's for kids. Yeah. Like, in terms of the education of children, I am also proud of that. So I'd say I'm proud of also working with ABC doing My Great Big Adventure because it was, like, pretty cute. And it's like... Oh, and also I'm like, and a few mums who have black children randomly approach me in streets sometimes just to be like, love you, thank you for existing and being on that show because now my little kid can see a black kid and it's like, thank God. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> you know, so like, I was like, okay, cool. So there, that's my proud moments. But in terms of like excitement, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're more proud than excited. At any yeah, time. yeah, because like... Growing up, I was like, uh, like I was under the belief, and like I was made to believe, like taught to believe that, mate, being famous and like getting up there and meeting famous people is like the shit. That's what you're, that's what you're working so hard mm. for. And then that happened a few times, and I was like, these people are real people. Like they're just normal people. Also, if I think about it, are you even a good person? Uh huh. Mm. I'm yeah. not sure. And then I go, also, I understand what we're doing. The arts is super important. We push culture. We move culture. We help shift opinions. We, you know, we can tap into the heart without, you know doing a counselling session or some shit. But, like, at the end of the day, though, whether you're at the top of the chain or bottom of the food chain, I would like to work with good people, just good human beings Mm. who understand 
good things and I don't care how much money you make or what your production company is or how big you are. If you are a shit cunt, quote unquote, bad human being, and I know I just swore on live, but like I actually mean that because we're talking about the the Weinsteins and the, the people who are prosecutors, people who hurt people. Yeah. They are not nice people. I shouldn't have to talk nicely about them no. anywhere. No. They are not good people. Why am I protecting them? They have Achilles out there, all of them people. Yeah. Not good people. So like... But they got a lot of money. They're profit over people kind of people, and I ain't that kind of person. Like, I'll always do something for less money if it's righteous. Yeah. On that note, Nancy Dennis, thank you so much for gracing us for your presence. Oh, thank uh, you for a, a really fire yeah. podcast. This has been Race Matters. We're going to go out with a track by Electric Fields. This is 2000 and whatever. Yep. Simon Caldwell on Monday Sunset is up next. Stay tuned to FBI Radio 94.5. Millennium!